Readers, today we're going to be reading the second half of the historical fiction about John, a 17-year-old boy who survived the Titanic. And we're also going to read a very short story about a girl named Ruth who was 12 years old when, um, when she was on the Titanic. So as you're reading, continue thinking about reading nonfiction versus reading historical fiction as a way to learn about history. When you're done reading, you're going to be filling out a Venn diagram that compares and contrasts the similarities between the nonfiction and historical fiction accounts that we read and the differences. So for example, think about the facts that we learned when we read the nonfiction information. Was that the same or different from what John and Ruth experienced in their accounts? So let's finish reading first about John and then we'll learn about Ruth. So first the instructions. There can be many versions of a story. The viewpoints of people involved in the event will vary depending on who they are and how they were involved. People studying the event might look at it from the vantage point of their own special interests, such as science or history. Some authors might want to make a point about social injustice or other concerns that they have. Critical reading requires that you understand and evaluate information. As you read the rest of John Thayer's story, underline or highlight, or just keep inside your brain, where you can tell what he's thinking and make notes about what he might be feeling. Thoughts and feelings are something that we can, we can understand in historical fiction stories, but we can't really understand thoughts and feelings when we're reading nonfiction because the writer wasn't really there. That's one of the major differences between nonfiction and historical fiction. Here's the rest of the story. John Thayer, Becoming a Man Aboard the Titanic, from We Were There Too, Young People in U.S. History by Philip Hoos. As one side of the ship continued to list, John and Milton climbed to the upper deck and looked down onto the scene. They had very few choices, and none of them was good. They thought about trying to fight their way aboard one of the last two lifeboats, but it looked like those boats would be crushed under the ship anyway. John wanted to slide down a rope, leap into the water, and swim for a lifeboat, but Milton convinced him to wait to jump until the water was close to the deck. The two climbed onto the deck railing as the water drew near. So many thoughts passed so quickly through my mind. I thought of all the good times I had had and of all the future pleasures I would never enjoy. Of my father and mother, of my sister and brother. It seemed so unnecessary, but we still had a chance. If only we could keep away from the crowd and the suction of the sinking ship. When the water reached them, John and Milton shook hands and wished each other luck. Milton jumped first, and then John sat on the rail placed his feet outward, gulped as much air as he could, and leaped. He and the Titanic went down at about the same time. The shock of the water took the breath out of my lungs. Down and down I went, spinning in all directions. John stayed under for at least a minute and then struggled to the surface, popping up just in time to see the great ship split in two. Then the suction dragged him under again. Swimming with all his might, he broke the surface with his hand and grabbed onto an object. It was an overturned lifeboat. Soon, 27 other passengers were clinging to it as well. They hung on in the freezing sea for five hours, singing hymns and trying to keep talking, until they were rescued by sailors from the ocean liner Carpathia. 
John was able to climb the rope ladder by himself. At the top of the ladder, the first face he saw was that of his mother. Hours later, they realized John's father had not survived. And here's the other story. Ruth Becker was only 12 when she boarded the Titanic, along with her mother, brother, and sister. As you read, note how this account compares to John Thayer's. I Survived the Titanic by Jennifer Kilpatrick. My mother had just gone to bed when she was awakened by the engine stopping, described Ruth. Their steward told Mrs. Becker to get on deck. We had to climb five flights of stairs to a room full of women, Ruth recalled. They were all weeping in all states of dress and undress. Everyone was frightened. No one knew what would happen to them. But I was never scared. I was only excited. I never for one minute thought we would die. On deck, the crew fired distress rockets. Mrs. Becker sent Ruth back to their cabin for blankets. Ruth returned to find officers loading women and children in the nearby lifeboat. One officer grabbed my sister, another carried my brother into the lifeboat and yelled, all full. My mother screamed. They let mother on, but they left me behind. My mother yelled at me to take the next lifeboat, and before I knew it, an officer picked me up and dumped me into a boat. Officers frantically loaded the remaining lifeboats. Passengers prayed. The band played somber hymns. The lights went out as the ship split apart. People screamed and jumped overboard. First the bow went down quietly, then the stern sank. Ruth was later reunited with her entire family. Now that you're finished reading, find the Venn diagram, the two circles, in your packet. Think about the information that we learned from the nonfiction text, and then think about the information that we learned from the historical fiction stories. One information was the same, that would go in the middle in the intersection, and one information was different, that would go on the left and right side. Make sure that you also label which side you're using to write about the nonfiction text and which side you're using to write about the historical fiction text.